<laughs> Told you. <laughs> Live from Tatooine on the far <laughs> bank of the Speedway. It's the Black Pants Legion podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's our opener. Yeah. Welcome to the Black Pants Legion podcast. I'm here with Boat Bomber, who is in Tatooine by the Speedway. Mr. Train is visiting on our end, <laughs> so we're having tandem noises. Say hi, Mr. Boat Bomber. Hey, man. You know, out here on the racetrack, it's hard to show when we're in a pod race. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're just sitting there trying to run a fucking pod race. The the sand people just fucking shoot them, which isn't so bad. Who are you racing for? Are you racing for Watto? Is that who you're racing for? Yeah. I hope so. This, I like that guy. I was like, what are you? Or no, break it or buy it. What is, what is this catchphrase? I don't know. Uh, are you breaking your buy it? Are you breaking your buy it? He's like, I, it, it. Like, I don't know. I only went there once. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I played yeah. a couple of the games, watched a couple of the movies. It's, it's all right. Watched not, a movie or two. You're not missing much. As long as you watch the core shit. He's as like, I'm as... not a fucking nerd like you guys. You guys are I new. am about certain stuff, but like, I'm, I just well, don't go You, you can't say that because yeah. Boat Bomber and I met in a niche game called Space Station. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You, you can't be like, oh, space yeah, nerd. Like it's like we're both old spacemen from that old era, which, God, it feels like a million mm. years ago. If you don't have something you nerd out about, then you have no soul. It's just you, I you agree. gotta love something. Well, it's it's one of those things where I don't trust the Ned Flanders of the world, right? <laughs> like well, when someone when <laughs> someone has nothing that they nerd out about, nothing they're passionate about, nothing they care about. That oh. that weirds me the fuck out. I'm weird out. No, I Ned Flanders. He loved God and shit. I mean, well, yeah, but I mean the Ned Flanders type, where they're like everything's oakily oakily. I don't even okay. swear, and I'm like, you you you're evil. Oh. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that aspect. You know, you know what from. I mean? Like, some, it, yeah. it's too much rapping. Too much rapping, <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. So, next to me is Mr. Mike, who who is just losing it at the wonderful sound pollution we always seem to have. Say hi, yeah. Mr. Mike. Hello. So, so, it's all right. No, dude, it's on both ends. Right after that, we had the train. I don't, I don't mind the backgrounders. I'm more just, I, what I try to get out is all that hiss. Hiss. Yeah, all that so, hiss. Because there's a lot of hiss on, on the line, or just like air conditioning noise, or, or consistently annoying noise. Like if it's a train going once or twice, I don't care. Okay, mm. so I, I I wanted to say that like I recently did the rarest thing there is to do on YouTube, which is to get 100,000 subscribers twice in Ooh. 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> which, for those of you who don't know what happened, I, we did get a hack, and we lost the channel, and then got it back, and then had to regain a whole shitload of subscribers again, which was insane, but we did. And it's really nuts, but it just shows also the insane state of YouTube, because in that same sense, we got the YouTube plaque, and it was made with all of the care of a lunch dinner tray. And so sitting here talking with Boat Bomber, over the years, you and I have talked some deep shit about the nature of making stuff on YouTube and how arbitrary it feels. Sometimes when you make stuff that's really out there, you put a lot of time into it and nobody gives a shit. And then you'll do something else and stumble into a hole. And all of a sudden people go, wow, that's amazing. A million people want to <laughs> see it. You're like, Why? Yeah, I feel like that happens to a lot of like you know outside of YouTube, but like you can think like filmmakers, musicians, or whatever. Just they always they're like, man, why why do you like this? I have this better thing over here. Well, it's yeah. it's the issue of like the top fifty, right? The top fifty is the most popular music played in America, but that doesn't mean that it's the best music. It mm. means that it is currently the most popular music being played on like repeat or shuffle by the stations, which is saying something. It does have its broad appeal, but it's the most common denominator. But in terms of making stuff in a sustainable method, it's always aggravating, I feel, to be trying to put your best work out there. 
And the system would go, right, right, that's fine. But have you seen Thousand Degree Knife? Um, no, I have not. Wait, have I? Oh, wait, I, no, I have. I think No, we all did. We were all watching it. First of all, I think I, you're... I watched the thumbnail. I think... I, I saw the thumbnail, I, and I was like, that is not real. Yeah, you, Mike, <laughs> Mike said that's... I. Mike said that's Photoshop. And I remember when we I'm were like, saying... like, that's really bad Photoshop, well, there because was, you can't make a knife glow like... There was... Well, not with a plastic blade. And no. so... Well, what was funny <laughs> like, is why? that I remember, like, Boat Palmer and I were just watching weird shit on YouTube. And we saw the thousand degree knife. Yes. And and, and no, Boat Palmer was like, all they're doing is heating a knife up. He's like, no, you said all they're doing is playing hot knives without smoking anything. Like, because that's that's all they were doing was they were like heating <laughs> it up on the element. Right? Forgot, okay, no. I'm, I'm like looking at like a picture of these guys like with a bunch of propane like torches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's probably where, where, where that idea came from. Yeah, you said they were doing like hot knives without smoking anything. <laughs> they were just like heating up knives and then touching stuff with it, and it would sizzle. And they were like, "Oh, check it out, Beavis! It's hot!" And it was like, <laughs> "Fire!" And we're like, "Yeah, all right, that's fun." But YouTube goes, "This is front page. This, this is, is front page. This is cutting edge. This is more important than the zeitgeist of culture." And you're like. Wow, really? It that does machine feel, is it, dumb. It, it really does feel like we're in a Beavis and Butthead it episode. Does. It does. It feels like... Because they'd Mike. always have something like that happen where all of a sudden now they're on the fucking moon. It's you like, know what I mean? Like, it's like the, a Mike Judge universe. It certainly feels like a Mike Judge universe yeah. in time. Uh, I'd like it more if that was true. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think that the return of Beavis and Butthead as, as consumable media is timely. I think that... They didn't, that show has not skipped a beat, and I think it's perfect as is. Yeah, yeah, like some I don't know. I watched through it. Some of the episodes are alright. Some of them are, you know, you can't man, it can't always win. But uh, no, but I think it's more right than wrong. Yeah. Um, there was that one, <laughs> that one thing that made me laugh was when they were in court, and they're like Van Slaughter, and you know they're <laughs> Van Slaughter, <laughs> just <laughs> sitting there having that so thing. cool. Because if anyone <laughs> has ever been to court. They know what that's like. <laughs> and it is just this absolute bonkers thing of jury duty where they're like... I've done jury duty twice. They're it's like, check out his crack. <laughs> I've sat in there and had that. And I'm like, yes, that is that is so real. And I, I love that Mike Judge has just kind of started doing those middle-aged Beavis and Buttheads because I'm like, yeah, I like to see these characters as grown-up burnouts like we are. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I do like the. It's kind of like, almost like fucking fan fiction shit, but uh, no, it's entertaining the way they do it. They're actually bringing back King of the Hill, supposedly. I'm a little cu- scared, curious about what, that. Like, it's gonna be King of the Hill ten years later. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they. I just said, I think it just. It's like Hulu's like, gonna pick it up. I, I guess. We'll, we'll Hulu? Ooh, I'm not. I'm not sure if I trust Hulu. Like, <laughs> no. I, like yeah. when I, I like hear Mike some, Judge, if Mike Judge is involved, uh, I'll give it a chance. Mike, Mike Judge, I'll trust. But when I hear Hulu on anything, they'll be. I'll, I'll hear. Oh, so you can so have good. our service, but you're gonna get a fuckload of ads. Like, no, 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 ads in the at the front and at the end. So there's no ads in between. F- no, no ads. Ad zero. I, it's like I pay for your service. Zero no ads, please. No, I, I grew up in the '90s. That's all that was on TV was ads, dude. I'm fucking done with that shit. Well, that's that's kind of the state of YouTube. I wanted to talk about is it's just become TV 2.0, and it's this really weird thing where it's become like a homogenization of culture where everyone at the top 
kind of looks and sounds the same, has the same kind of video, has the same kind of editing, has the same kind of content using the same kind of equipment. Hey, guys. Yeah. It's it's always the same sort of pres- presentation, and it's always pulling the same sorts of ads placed in the same ways. And it all sounds the same, much like how all the people on TV who are talking heads walk and talk and sound the same, much like how all the tech bros out there slinging tech jargon, you know, walk and talk and sound the same. It just is this boring miasma of nothing. And I would rather watch a hundred fucking videos on the history of cheese with Boat Bomber. A hundred fucking videos of the history of anything presented in that manner, presented in that manner. Presented like I would buy boat. Bomber. Yeah, I would love to watch the history of coffee presented by Boat Bomber. Just made up of what you can remember plus what you think sounds fun. Paid for in part by the Henry Ford Foundation. <laughs> right. <laughs> like so, like what? Why? Would, that's that shit excites me because it's more interesting than watching a hundred fucking people retread the same nonsense. Right. I want. I want to see a system encourage more people to do things that are unique to them rather than trying to emulate the stuff on top. I think that's more interesting a hundred times out of a hundred. Unlike, yeah, like that's why I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly what you're going to tackle with text history talks, but I know it's going to be like obscure topic that isn't going to be like, what if Hitler actually won the war? Yeah. And, oh, that's, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is that like, okay, here's, the, here's the thing is I could actually discuss if Hitler won the war in detail. I could be like, actually there, there was a, a right commissariat plan for the occupied territories and all these other things. And they had all this grand shit, including at one point they were like drawing up these giant, giant architecture plans and they were going to put a dam across the whole Mediterranean and then like drain the Mediterranean and turn it into like some Atlantis or whatever. They had all this crazy nonsense. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, were making, well, they were making super mutants. Well, it was basically <laughs> at that point, like we rule the world. What would we do? And they just were like, we're going to be like, shit. yeah, they were just like, we're going to be like the Roman emperors on meth. They were just going to be nuts. But that's boring because there's a hundred video games that do it better than anything I could say. Like True. I could sit there and talk my ass off about this. Or we could just go play Wolfenstein and, and just be like, man, wasn't that cool when you like cut that guy's head off? And we're like, yeah. And w- there it's done. Like that's a lot cooler than anything I could think. Yeah. Like the return to castle Wolfenstein, the guys that are in the laboratory that are just like a torso with electrical, like, st- yeah, sure. That's Tesla that's, coils yeah. as like their spine and shit. You're like, Oh my God. And they're like crawling toward you. And I'm like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. I I'm all for that. Like, alternate but the real thing is just kind of boring and it really kind of involves more like mass genocide which is often overlooked with that oh of course that's any fucking horrible empire building yeah it's it's just one of those things where it's like how do i build all this shit really quickly and it's like you, you eat people and they're like no no i won't do that oh wait i'm gonna why do that. well it's like like why in stargate the the guo old are supposed to be so bad but they never talk about that part about how many people they fucking kill they don't. They just talk about, oh, well, they're subjugating they, they never, them. They never, yeah, like, they never yeah, they talk about the good, like the government, man. <laughs> like, man, join the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's... Stargate program. <laughs> the Stargate program, nuking new worlds since 1947. Um, when, when it, okay, I have an idea. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, and I, I'm going to say this. You know there's a Knife Fight City wiki, and these knife guys have been working City. on this. They have been working on this fucking wiki. The Knife Fight City wiki people have been working on this goddamn wiki for like... 
a year. They've been working on it for well over a year. There's shitloads of entries. It's all really well populated. They have filled in movies. They've made up new ones. They're just constantly going out there. And I just wanted to praise their work again because they've just turned it into this really niche, weird fan writing experience. And they're coming up with all this wonderful stuff behind the scenes like, oh, yeah, this director stabbed that guy in a real knife fight or whatever. And so I'm thinking of we could come up with some Knife Fight City movies, you know. I I think we could come up with some nice Knife Fight City movies because it's been a while. It's been a while. So I was thinking of like, what about a Knife Fight City World War II movie? Because you know how they always have like the World War II movies where it's like the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. Or, you know, like the, the Red Brigade or the Devil's Brigade or whatever, where Eagles Dare. And they're like, we need to send 100 men in to go kill this Nazi leader. And they're like, well, what happened the last three times? The men with guns, they got hurt. And you see like some guy trips with a gun and it's <laughs> it, dark and like the muzzle flash. And then you hear the Nazis like they, they throw on the alarm and like the lights come on. You know, <laughs> the giant spotlights come on. They're like, yeah. and, you know, alarm and, and shooting at them and stuff. And they're like, we need to send in a team. They won't be seen or heard. And they're like, I know exactly where to get them. And then you just see all these guys with knives. And they're like, Knife Fight City presents this summer's prequel smash. (laughs) The prequel? (laughs) Yeah. It's like 1942. Europe is at war. And then you see some guy like on the streets of Brooklyn, like riding his bike. And they're like. It's like Captain America, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, it's like Captain America, but dirtier and cheaper. So with it's, knives. Yeah, with knives. Everyone's so st- like, you know, everyone like a, right, like 1911s and stuff. No, 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 no. no. So he's Everyone's riding his bike. <laughs> he's riding his bike, and he's like, "Boy, I sure love America." <laughs> and then like all, all these all these Nazis burst up out of the manhole yeah. covers, and they, they're like obviously really bad Nazis. Like they goose step everywhere when they're running around, yeah. and, they, and they all have like guns. And they're like, what's you going to do? We have the guns. And he like, his his father's like a butcher. And his father like throws him the knife and he catches it. And he's like, you know what to do, Jim. And he has like flashbacks of like cutting meat and everyone's clapping. You know what I mean? Like, yay, he cut the ham as like a child. And then it shows him like just cutting the Nazis up. You know what I mean? And and, and they're like, this Christmas, (laughs) this Christmas movie. For the family, and it's it, there's like a Christmas tie-in. He saves Christmas. Yeah, Santa's in it. Yeah, like you gotta DM- put Santa. Santa has DMX, a I think the DMX movie involved Santa. Revenge of the Dog. What we're thinking about maybe it had something to do with Santa. I don't know. How, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at the wiki. Sorry, I'm looking at the wiki. And I'm, I, I, I added some. I added some of my own he made, entries. You need some knife fight movie uh, contributions, Mike. In the in, in the DMX right. I remember portion of the knife fight city cinematic universe. Uh, which is its own centric yeah. minor portion. Yeah, DMX was a real big fan of Night Fight City. He, yeah, he he bought in. I heard he bought into the studio <laughs> uh, because he's an entrepreneur, so he wanted to put some money mm-hmm. down. He bought a controlling share, I believe. For I heard he passed films. away, which is funny considering he's just recently updating all of this. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, DMX Revenge of the Dog, if they ever want to do a sequel, they're going to have to course cgi him or use his son or something well yeah yeah of course i of course i mean it's, it's cgi yeah they're gonna have to grand yeah. moff Tarkin him in the day of ai why wouldn't they i've seen a lot of stuff i you know what there's another idea like okay remember remember in the 90s they had that movie what was it virtuosity Never where they were it. like 
Oh God, it's a really it's it's an it's an okay. I heard of it. I never watched it's it. It's an okay movie, and by okay, I mean like if you're recovering from the flu or hungover and you need to watch a move movie, like you could you could probably handle like virtuosity. But um, <laughs> in, in that in that movie, virtuosity, like there's there's a way to make like matter from virtual reality real. So they the the police of the future construct this turbo criminal who's like Murdertron 9000 made up of like all the criminals like he's he it's like knife fight city now that i think about it because they're like he's genghis khan and adolf hitler and all these all these people all the bad guys and one guy and and it's played by like russell crowe and this guy comes into the real world and he's running around doing like bad guy shit i think we could do an ai fear movie much like that, you know, where like the robots do the stabbing. Yeah, you know, when he's like, in the real world, he's doing stuff from like we 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 see only in video games. We're like, there's no way somebody could do all that. He's doing all that shit, wall running and fucking jumping from explosions. Well, and what I, surfing on mud and all that shit. What I'm thinking would be fun is just to do like an AI scare knife movie. Yeah, where you have you have a bunch of characters and and they're all like. Let's go to the theme park where they have those robots because that's what normal people say. You know what I mean? It's like a Scooby-Doo nightmare. They're like, let's go to the theme park where there's robots. Yeah. So they go to the robot theme park and they go there and they're like, uh-oh, the guy who designed the robots didn't get paid. So he decided to cause problem and he switched the chips out to the army chips. So all the like happy mascots that that you know like disney characters or whatever are just coming around with knives stabbing people hmm. and and here's the thing city. but yeah but then like the kids thankfully have their knife fight city knives and no so it's like you know the goonies where they're running around you know but it's not a little westworld like yeah a little westworld as well because i think animatronics if properly done would be horrifying in a knife fight because you like stab through it and it's just fluff and the robot just turns toward you and it's like i love you and you know chases you around that would be pretty good yeah Wait, isn't that five nights at freddy's ah uh, sounds like it you can stab. Shit. Yeah. yeah, you can stab people uh with uh the theme song. Like you can have like the animatronics come here like fight city, fight city, fight city. I think <laughs> as you're just stabbing it over and over again. <laughs> I would I would love to see a knife fight city movie that was like a period film, uh where where it was just like they tried to do a prequel prequel. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're like ancient Rome. And, and, no, no, and, and it's Come like this. On. No, and it's a knife fight city movie. And you see, like, we're like, gonna make Ben Hur no, knife fight city. No, 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 no. The assassination of Julius Caesar. Okay. Because like, it was all done with, with daggers. The first knife fight city movie. The assassination of Julius Caesar. We'll have to make like an operatic version of it. Like, oh, oh. Well, it has to have a twist because oh. everybody's going to know how it's going to end. So he had stabbed and he gets right back up and pulls That's all the knives out. Oh, I'm oh, sorry no, to ruin definitely, it. We're definitely going to do a Tarantino twist. Like, it's the, it, you know, a Tarantino and Inglorious Bastards was like, this is how Hitler died in 1943 in a movie theater of all things. Yeah, he likes doing I, that shit. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, if we're going to do, yeah, we'll say like this is how Julius Caesar died. Like, 
he, they all stab him and it's all like 1980s neon crazy like backlit and it's all synth, you know, as they're all stabbing him. And as he's laying there bleeding out, like lightning strikes him on the steps and he starts to get up. And as he revenges himself by stabbing each one of the senators, once he finishes all of his revenge, he dies. <laughs> I, I have a better twist for that. Can I add a twist for that? It's yes. It actually just adds on to that. It's like he gets lightning strikes and he gets through the quickening. So you get all the spirits oh, and stuff. Oh, and yeah. stabs all the Every senators. Every time he and, stabs one of the senators, he gets stronger. Yeah. And then at the end, <laughs> he's like really young. And it turns around <laughs> and faces the camera and you find out he's like one of the protagonists of Knife Fight City. Oh, shit. That's fucked. <laughs> Oh man, what a twist that would be! It's like that's, that's, that's like a, a main bad guy. We're like, wow, he looks so like old, but not really. And you're like, holy shit! It, the the main bad guy from the main series is Julius Caesar. <laughs> what a wild ride! No wonder they call him the Roman. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, oh. that's yeah, that's what they call him in the show. The, that's yeah. Get the Roman. Yeah, get the Roman. He'll take care of this. And and like as an inside joke that the writers <laughs> do, he's always eating Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> like as an I'll inside have joke, the Caesar salad. He's like he's like I'll have the Caesar salad. It's played on, by Sean Connery. And he's like it's on me. <laughs> yeah, I'll have the Caesar salad. <laughs> oh, the Caesar salad's played by Sean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I am the Caesar salad. <laughs> I wanted to play Julius Julius Caesar. <laughs> That's cruel. I'm sorry. I know the man Cassius. Rest in peace, sir. But oh man, what a James Bond. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> you know, I was wondering. Like James Bond is one of those things where if you if you take James Bond and you Americanize him, you get Jason Bourne. Which is fine because, you know, uh, James Bond is the product of Ian Fleming. Jason Bourne is the product of Robert Ludlum. They're both very different novel series. They're both very different characters. But it's kind of the same idea. You know what I mean? So I was wondering that how would how would James Bond be if we had to make a James Bond movie? Like if they came down to us, if they came down to the Black Pants Legion and they were like, we need you to make the next James Bond movie. <laughs> okay. Like they okay, let's What's, I wanna I wanna Bo do Bomber, three, what do you I think? wanna do three versions of mm. this pitch, okay? I wanna do the we're going to try to honestly do a good job with a reasonable budget, and then there's the thing we're probably gonna do, and then there's the thing we would do with no money when they realized we're a bunch of hacks. All right, so yeah. let's begin with the I attempt to make a good James Bond movie. Oh well then we'd have to have fat bond. That's that's where I, I want to go. Fat, Fat Bond. So a good James Bond movie. <laughs> epi- no, 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 no. I laugh. gotta hear this. No, let's. Yes, he's let, a hero. Um, I know. Fat Bond is a hero. Okay, so <laughs> so I, Fat, I love that guy. Fat, Fat Bond. How are we going to cast Fat Bond? What a callback. Well, we would always, of course, like you'd want to get like someone who's skinny and you like fatten them up, like get like you know like you know like Christian Bale does that shit all the time. Just say, hey man, Christian Bale, get Tom fat Hanks. for us again. Yeah. Tom so, so, so your idea is like fat Christian Bale or fat Tom Hanks, whatever, and and you're like, you're, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you're really amazing, <laughs> whatever. They could just handle it. They're not going to say much. No, I'm, uh, I'm one liners. Yeah, they're always going to be stuff in their face. I'm doing, I'm doing my bad. I, I, I'm just doing my best to lay in this bed now that you've made it. So look, here's here's what we're all right. So fat. James Bond. <laughs> Boat Bomber, Fat James Bond. Write us a script. This is your pitch. Go. All right. Well, there he is. You know, be a Fat James Bond. Uh, 
He's got like a Subway sandwich. Not a Subway sandwich, just too healthy. He's got like a <laughs> fucking. He's got, he's got. It's also not really. European. This is no. European film. Yeah, it's, it's got a, it's, it's, British. The sandwich. The sandwich is like is like a Subway sandwich, but instead of bread, it's donuts, it, and uh, it's like you know the fillings of like a Subway, but no 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 vegetables. It's like all like meat. Um, so he's just he's, got like he's just got like a foot of meat. He's got a tin yes. foil full of meat that he's just eating. Yeah, one of those terrifying things you see at the fair. Like he was eating one. He was eating one of those. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, like a a, a gyro or something. Yeah, it's uh, covered in lamb Bond meat. Down. I've never fully watched a James Bond movie, but I know, like, you've yeah. never fully watched a James Bond movie. So, what James Bond media are you the most familiar with? <laughs> I but love I, this. I love uh, the fact you've not seen one because Golden Eye, only... the video game. Okay, so, so that's the most he knows of it, which is that's great. Beautiful, and that's but beautiful. I know some of the villains and shit. No, and like, that's great. That's more than fine. You yeah. know enough of the elements. I feel to write as competent a James Bond movie as yeah. the last one we got. All right, so, well, I want gold. I want Goldfinger in mind then. Goldfinger. Yeah, that's a great movie. All right, yeah. so who's okay? So you have Fat Bond. He always has a sandwich. Um, what, who's his bad guy? Like, what's the plot here? Like, what's... Uh, what does Goldfinger do? Like, what's his MO? Well, Oric <laughs> Goldfinger's like ambition gold. was to corner the global gold market yes. after irradiating and thus making useless the gold reserves of the United States at Fort Knox through a Chinese nuclear weapon. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was his... He was also quite opulent. He, he, he had a lot of gold. He was very German. And he also had a laser <laughs> that was used at two points. And it was kind of scary, but not really. He was going to cut, like, James Bond starting from his balls all the way up. Oh, the yeah. laser took Ooh. a long time. It yeah. was not a good laser. It always bothered me. They, they replicate that in cartoons all the time. I'm like, no. Uh, it's pretty scary when you think about it. But also yeah. what I like, too, is... Uh, the uh, fact that Goldfinger is just like, well, you're my prisoner, but you don't have to act, like sleep in a cell. He, he takes him to like the presidential suite of his like minions hideout, whatever. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, and I'm like, like, holy fuck, man! This is like, I want to get captured. This is cool. <laughs> here's 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 what I'm. <laughs> He's thinking. in control. Room well, service? Are you kidding me? I no, can have bond, a fucking filet bond mignon villains, in bond, bed. <laughs> the old Bond villains were all drip. That's why I yeah. think I think you need to watch and like watch Goldfinger and watch uh, Thunderball. Those two, yeah. you will just go, wow, what really great Bond villains? Because they're evil as shit, but they have such nice taste and bases, and they're super polite. And they keep trying to remake Thunderball in every James Bond movie. Is they a, is failed a, a few times, but no, you, they, can't, they they love so, that movie. Well, who's who? It's right, great. So the villain is you have Fat Bond, and you're bringing back Oric Goldfinger, even though he's dead. You're just bringing him back again, so he's back. Yeah. You got two gold fingers now. Two. Okay. All right. So, so because the fr all right. So this time around, your twist on it is two gold fingers. So not. <laughs> no, it's not it's gold. A, it's a so big it's deal. Not James Bond and Goldfinger. You know how it's like Hans Gruber and then his brother in the third no, movie. No, Mike. Close your eyes and visualize it. Okay. The Black Pants Legion presents James Bond in Goldfingers. Goldfingers. It's just plural now. Yeah, this is a no way an innuendo. <laughs> so what? What is? What is? So what is his car? Like Bond always has to have a good car. Are we going Aston Martin again? Well, we don't. It's boat bomber. He's choosing. Yeah, which, He's, which, this is his. Uh, I'm funding it. I'm fine with this. He's Americanized, so give him a big old truck. 
truck. A pickup so, truck. So he just gets yeah, out of like an F three fifty, and he's yeah. like, hey, "Money, Penny, I need a break." Yeah, he gets out of it real sloppily. <laughs> he has to climb down from it because it's. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of short too. Yeah, he's he's like he's got like a really big gut, but little legs like a chicken. Hot, <laughs> kind of like walk everywhere, you know, like lean forward. Oh yeah. All right, so, so, oh, God. All right, so this is our pitch of a good Bond movie, Goldfingers. Mike, can you think of um, any Bond gadgets? You love your Bond gadgets. What what should we add for the good Bond film? That dart, like, that shoots into people and then inflates them until they explode. Yeah, the <laughs> shark gun. Yeah. From, I w- what was it, Live and Let Die? <laughs> Live and Let Die, yeah. yeah I, want, I want that, but, that- like, in a pen. <laughs> In a pen. <laughs> so he sticks them with a pen and they just explode and gib everywhere. Yeah, I think that would be pretty useful as a spy. I mean, you're in a tight situation. I think it calls for some Looney Tunes explosion. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Were those graphic scenes or were they comical? Uh, uh, they they were comical. Now. That was in Live and Let Die. Yeah, okay, they're, of course. They're, they're comical now. At the, at then I guess it was supposed to look good, but they they made a balloon that looked kind of like this guy, and then they just blew it up really quick, and then it exploded. And I like died laughing because watching it in 4K on Blu-ray, you're like something should not be HD because on like VHS yeah. on a small screen, you're like okay, I could get yeah, you don't even see it, but like in 4K, you're like oh my god, that's so bad. It's really bad. You can oh, see yeah. makeup lines and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you Old see movies. the backgrounds are all kind of weird. Hard to hold up. Yeah. So if I had to choose a gun for Bond, because we're going to make a good Bond movie, I, I would choose, like, I think for no reason, it would be really funny if he had, like, a what's called a slide or a wrist slide or drop gun. You see him a lot with, like, um, gamblers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with a little gambler piece where it's in that little, you know, slide. You press that yeah, thing yeah, in your yeah. wrist and you yeah. get a gun. I would have that, but it would be just a 12-gauge shotgun shell. Um, so Boom. yeah, so it's just a, like a snub nose shotgun and like he, instead of having that little PPK, you know, that little Walther PPK, they're like, Oh, what do you got? And he just has that one shot 12 gauge and it just blows half of the room away. <laughs> yeah. So he <laughs> blows a guy up with the inflation pen and then shoots another guy with a shotgun across the room. And they're like, fuck, this guy's like a clown. Like I'm afraid <laughs> to go near him. Yeah. Like he I don't want to spy to spray acid at me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I I always yeah. thought it, I always thought it would be funny if like if if you put some really bad gimmicks like if if I had to do the middle bid like okay we're gonna make the the movie we're gonna make I would just make a lot of really stupid gimmicks like they're like these are trick shoes if your enemy steals them it will kill him instantly and so you see like you know. Uh, Bond is like sneaking around the enemy perimeter and he leaves out some like really nice shoes, like some like fresh in the box. Like he just opens the box and leaves it there. Yeah. And this enemy sentry is walking around in his ratty ass boots and he looks over and he's like, oh, fuck, those are nice. And they're like in my size. And then as soon as he puts them on and laces them, they just activate rockets and the guy flies like 10 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> like they just see him disappear. He's like, ah! God. That would be a good concept. That that are you know just like all sorts of really stupid. Yeah, or they just and like then act- like a way to put that back in the movie later where you forget like he and put the jets in a different object. Yeah, 
I don't know what though. It, a, an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. What <laughs> fuck? Well, imagine, imagine if he had an umbrella where he held onto the umbrella and the rockets were in all the tips of the veins. So like he just he's like there. very steampunk actually. Exactly. So he's just like good day, and he pulls that, but it like burns all his clothes off and his legs really bad. He's like ah ah, <laughs> it's lifting. This off. is terrible, Q. <laughs> I'm under the fire. I'm very fat. You uh, forgot your fireproof suit, 47. Oh, God. Uh, 007. One of me. those. I work for both. I work for both, It's hard yeah. getting by these days. One has a license to kill. The other one just wants to. <laughs> one's a vocation and one's pleasure. One's, yeah, yeah, one's literally a profession. The other guy is just like, hey, I like to go to cool casinos and hang out with... Uh, dangerous villains in their I lairs. occasionally spy steal stuff but mostly i just talk to people and shoot them in the mouth <laughs> what if there right, was... isn't that with the scenes isn't like he just like having a drink with them and they just shoots them yeah That's, that would be a lot of, yeah that, that, imagine if that was the bond signature thing like he he made them open their mouth and then shot them through it like, what if that was what if that was <laughs> his, like, <laughs> oh. like he waited till they opened their mouth and they shot them through the roof of their mouth he was just like he waits till they yawn and then he shoots them through the table. And, and they're like, like, "What the fuck?" Everyone's in shock because they're not expecting that at all. And he's like, "He'll him. just walk out of the room." Yeah, that's his signature. No one will know what to do. They're like, "What the fuck did I just witness?" Imagine if that was Bond's signature. Shoots them through the table, drops the gun on the floor, and walks out. <laughs> yeah, he's basically yeah. That would basically be like a just, forty-seven. Just drills Blofeld in the face, and everyone in the room is like, "Whoa." Okay, it's it's uh it's funny because in Hitman, if you just just walk in with a gun and shoot your targets, no, like yeah, you're gonna have the place, but you can hide and get away. The one like thing, it's totally a legit tactic. You don't one, have to worry about the it. The one thing I like in Hitman <laughs> is that you can just hide behind a wall, and then you can lean out with with a pistol and just shoot the target, and then hide behind that wall, and you'll have the guards run around for I 10 minutes. I want to see Boat Bomber play this game, man. Oh, like, no. Why? Well, yeah. my favorite. I'll probably do what you just said, run in there with the gun. I ain't going to yeah. strategize. I'll eventually strategize. No, Boat Bomber loves playing with things. You're a spaceman. You walk around Shrug the map room. 10 times. The first time, you'll get killed. Second time, you'll get killed. Third time, you'll get killed. The fourth oh, yeah. time, you're it like, It comes with oh, an Antag simulator, too. It, it is an Antag simulator, basically. Yeah, it sounds fun. I was playing this stupid game called Lakeview Cabin. Um, yeah, it's it's like kind of it's like a horror game where yeah you set yeah, up I've traps seen, for the people and stuff. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw your playing of it. I thought that was really cool. I I mean, Thanks, man. I think that the well, shit. Some of the funniest shit you used to play was when you were playing Red Dead. The shenanigans you got into were a lot more fun than anything the fucking game showed. Because like, oh yeah, the whole game of Red Dead Two. I read the synopsis and I've watched people play it. And it feels like a okay western that they stretched over four hundred hours. And I've <laughs> seen a lot. Of, and I've seen a lot of really it's good true. westerns. I've seen a lot of really good westerns that can do it in ninety minutes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's maybe not for me. Like my the, favorite, my the, yeah, dude. I was gonna say the main theme reprise at the end of Red Dead Redemption Two. Right as you're about to go for the final showdown, it's so fucking good. I because I played Red Dead Redemption one and Undead Nightmare, and I love those games. And so, like seeing all that at the end, I was like, man, what a tie-in! 
was like, that was the part where it made me like it. I was glad that was there because I was at that point. I was like, I really don't care. I don't know, whatever, building a ranch, I don't care. Oh yeah, cool. I, I, like, it just didn't hit me like it did until that moment. I was like, yeah, that's what I came here for for root tooting shooting. I didn't come oh, here to. Oh, my favorite. I don't want to feel things. My favorite fucking <laughs> part. My favorite fucking part in Red Dead Two, like, I'm it, kidding, at, out of way. out of anything, <laughs> out of anything in that whole game. Was there was a guy sleeping by a campfire? Oh God! Yeah, I, I've, I've I done walked, this too. Yeah, I walked oh. up to him and I pulled my gun and hit the button, and my guy screams him awake at point blank range and goes, "Hey, this is a robbery!" <laughs> and the guy stands up and starts yelling at me and points a gun at me and yells at me for like a minute, and then just stands there with a gun pointing at me. And says, well, and then I shot him in the mouth. And I was like, that is the most entertaining thing that happened to me in 200 hours of gameplay. The rest of it was just dealing with slinky characters that would run into town and then get the cops pulled on me. And I was just like, eh. Hey, Arthur, I need you to come to town with me. Hey, Arthur, we're just barely scraping by. And I'm like, I put $800 you in that You sound like Arthur. Thing. Holy shit. <laughs> what? Give us another author, Tex. That was not intending to sound like him, but mm-hmm. it's it's a little hint of the original accent. But um, yeah, it's just he's sitting there like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, we need um, $800 so we can go buy mangoes. And you're like, <laughs> but like. I guess Dutch somehow. Tahiti. Tahiti. Yeah, just sitting there and, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because you are dead beat no red dead. Red Dead stories, first story is probably well, better. It sounds like they want us to go do some dumb shit again, so I guess I'll go do the dumb shit again. That's the problem is, is I have a southern accent, <laughs> a native southern accent, and I couldn't place most of their southern accents. And the problem is, is that all of their southern accents just sounded kind of maybe it's just an era thing i i understand that the they probably west, did a dialect study the west is a vague dialect yes <laughs> but i it sounded like a southern play and how everyone was talking and they were trying to out kind of sing each other in their voices i i don't know why it, yeah it, it, everyone it, just ca- like some people even had like kind of a whistle at the end of what they were saying sometimes i was like man, everyone was hamming it up and i get it but um a lot of accents are actually quite flat Mm. Yeah, a lot of cow- well, definitely on the role play servers they they as you said ham it up. Oh they, shit! Oh, I remember <laughs> they just, they do what I just said. They're like, hey, everyone's walking around sounding like this. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, I remember. <laughs> Oat Bomber and I used to terrorize. Oh my god! We used to terrorize the GTA 5M role play. Oh my god! Oh my god! Was that great? Why? Well, we well, you, we need to do it more. We've only done it like twice. It was it was good. <laughs> it was really yeah. good because we went in. And I remember there was that one kid that pulled us over and he was giving us so much shit. And it was like a 12 year old. And he was just like, excuse me, um, you guys. I'm like, okay, officer child. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone who was assembled just started giving that kid shit. Like, ah, they schooled you. And he's like, I'm going to call supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) We were just clowning on those people. You just ruined that kid's hierarchy in school with one word, man. I remember, <laughs> well, Vote Bomber kept trying to take over this club. 
and that was the great. Oh, you, you were like, you were like, come sinister. to this club. You were like, come to this club. You know, it's it's free drink night, and the the people were like, no, I own that club. Role play wise, like that's my club. They were nuts. I would just hide on the roof and just like talk to them. They wouldn't know where I was at. It took them a while to find me, and then they did. I was like, oh shit, spots blown. They kept calling admins and stuff to yeah. come get you because they were like, you don't own that club. That's our club. We role play and own it, and it's like. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was always closed. I was just announced. No, only a couple people would show up, and like they'd be like, "Where's you know, where the fuck? Where can I get a drink?" And then when the people, other people would show up, like, "Why are you trespassing?" It's yeah, just, like they would run away. Get so serious. Yeah, they would chase people to run people out of their club. Yeah, they it's like they're well, they're like holding on to it until someone can buy it off for like a higher price. Well, what the fuck are they uh, doing? Pablo, well, they, they had they had like a biker gang protecting them, so that was even funnier. Pablo why? Yeah. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Oh what dude, the fuck? Pa- Pablo was in the video. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. We need to. Or there was that time we got in trouble because we found out that role play server you could respawn as whatever. So like, I was a fish driving a car, and you were like, I think you were like, uh, what was it? You'd spawn as like a mountain lion. And yeah. you're like driving a motorcycle as a mountain lion, and the admin is yelling at you like, "Why are you driving a motorcycle as a mountain lion?" <laughs> so you gave me the option. <laughs> you gave me the option. Well, they said we could dress up as anything, so I dressed up as the police, and they said you can't do that. And I was like, "Why not?" <laughs> they're like, "Our police go through dozens of hours of training." <laughs> Whoa, dozens of hours of training. <laughs> well, what was funny is that they said that I had said. I'm a former dispatcher. Like I, everything you're doing is wrong. I can tell you that's not how radio networks. That's it. it that's not how any of that works. You guys, like, if you want to role play to be a cop, if you watched a hundred episodes of the show Cops, you would do a far better job than most of these role play servers. <laughs> Just by playing the beats of the episode you saw in the show Cops, be like, "Sir, uh, what's in that? Uh, we have a particular." Sir, what you got over there? That looks really uh, expensive. Why'd you open up the back of that, huh? Like, I bet you, Boat. I bet you, Boat. <laughs> I could get you to reenact an episode of Cops from memory. I bet. <laughs> no, I think most. Of I was thinking about the maybe. I think about no. the one about the guy and the snake. Yeah. Most Dude. most Americans can do an episode <laughs> of Cops from Memory because let's think about the elements. It always starts. You hear the radio traffic roll in, and then uh, you hear you know is twenty seven eighty uh, roll engine for uh, check clear seven. Roger clear clear. And then you hear, oh uh, yeah, uh, I joined the police force um, <laughs> because I wanted to keep my community safe. Uh, and it's always that you know. And he's like, uh, yeah, we're going to go to respond to a call right now. Um, we have calls of uh, uh, a disturbance. They always say something very vague. Uh, some like disturbance that. over here and at a gas station. Always got a disturbance cut, over the, here. The cut. Yeah. And then there will be sharp cuts in between this. And then the next cut, you can hear him flooring it. Just. <laughs> and he's like. And at the same time, he's flooring <laughs> like Crown it. Vic just flooring yeah, it. You hear someone flooring the bottom out of a Crown Vic, and then the guy will be going like, uh, yeah, this uh, looks like it's not going to be a uh, major problem. Yeah, uh, go ahead and rolling uh, code three on all once, uh, standing by for armed unit. Yeah, and it's not going to be a big deal. It'll just stay behind me. You know, <laughs> and, and you're like, what's, what's going on? And so he's rolling in, doing his thing. <laughs> And he's like, show five on scene. And he gets like, he gets out of the vehicle and you know it's a bad episode when the guy the belt buckle unbuckle and the holster unbuckle are in the same frame. It's like click, click, you know what I mean? So the guy's got it out and he's like, So and then the next cut is like the guy 
of some they bring the guy in and it's like the cops didn't even have to point a gun at it because they when they pointed the gun at the front of the house the guy jumped through like a porta potty and then like smashed through a pool and then ran over eight fences right and so they're talking with a guy and they're like why do you run why do you run and he's like well you know earlier i was thinking i'd just go to the police station but i had some rum <laughs> and then they just become very matter of fact and they're like okay show clear and that's the end of the little play that's a five minute episode of cops i remember Everyone the guy who hit the swimming pool yes i remember <laughs> that guy they found under the swimming pool and they caught him because the cigarette lighter yeah he was under the swimming pool and they <laughs> saw him lighting a cigarette it was like click 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 and they just lifted it and he's like oh he almost got away but he lit a cigarette under the swimming pool and they saw it <laughs> Oh, what a what a def- my that, my favorite story. My favorite was the, the the one where um the cop runs up to the house and he takes out his baton and he starts he's like banging on the door and he's like, "Ma'am, there's a fire! There's a fire!" And he knocks the windows out in the house and starts screaming, "There's a fire!" And this lady inside is freaking out and going, "Oh my god! Thanks for telling me! I'll get out!" And then he looks up and he's at the wrong address. There's, he geez. just knocked some lady's windows out and was screaming in her house and it's like three houses over and he's like oh uh oh and then he just starts running and I was like this is great this is this is opera live what about you boat I was gonna say when I remember being younger and like I don't remember if this is a cops or not but like on TV I saw like like this like big old muscular dude was naked. It was censored at least, but he was around yeah. punching fences. He was punching fences, running around, his hands were bleeding, and yeah, yeah eventually the cops got him, but it took like a bunch of motherfuckers to get him down. <laughs> Just <laughs> make it. He was on PCP, assumably. Oh, I, I saw one where I saw one where there was a cop following a guy who was just walking naked down the highway, and the cop was just talking to him on the PA the whole time. He was just like, "I'm not going anywhere, Randy." <laughs> just like, "All right, well, you're gonna have to, you're gonna stop sometime, and then we're gonna get you in the car," <laughs> and just kept going with him. And I'm like, "All right, this is what people need to see about law enforcement." Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of that. Also, those camera operators are like mega fit, dude. Well, dude, that's the thing. Those is cameras see a, are huge. You'll see a and they're taking a big risk. I was thinking that as well. Oh, dude, they're insured to shit. They're hoping they catch a bullet. You catch a bullet <laughs> on that show, cops, you get a million fucking dollars. <laughs> They'd probably sure, be like, man. eh, lawsuit because it's on camera. Oh, man. But no, I like, I really like, I, I really like fun sorts of weird off the wall stuff. And I, I think that you're like one of the biggest champions we have left on YouTube yeah. of it, Boat. I really do. Because you know, there's plenty more, it's just hard to find them. Well that's yeah. precisely it, the state of YouTube, as I was saying earlier, where back in the day you could go down a rabbit hole and people would say, dude, these are the, these are my homies. These are the people I roll with and these are the the people who do really good. That era has just kind of disappeared. And so finding the really unique beautiful people is very difficult it's why i always want to try to like champion the shit that people do because it's so easy to get lost these days yeah there's just yeah, millions and like fucking so many youtube let's not even talk numbers there's just too many well, youtube it's, channels it's one which isn't things. a problem people should be able to do what they want well, but, of you course know, but it's, so many. it's one of those things where the pool gets fuller every day yeah there's not a lot of water and and so it's it's a lot of fish in a very small pond it's it's one of those things where right now you have a million channels to choose from on one website. Choose carefully. 
Uh, many websites. Fucking. Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. Christ. That's the problem. It's like ninety percent of it's just crap. I mean, yeah. you're sitting there watching through uh, most of your TV services, and it's just like, oh well, let's see what's on Netflix. What movies are on? And it's like, here's eight Medea's family reunions. Um, here's like scary movie sixty four. Uh, here's you know yeah um, it makes it harder and harder to have conversation about media because it's just it's like oh have you seen this no well let me explain it to you and it's like oh well I probably won't watch it because you just told me the whole thing but okay well, and it's it's one of those yeah. it's one of those things where I'm finding it's it's more and more true and becoming more and more true that you end up having a lot of media that you kind of seek out now it, it reminds me of like the eighties. It, well, God, of the 90s, I should say, because I was more of a cognizant child of the 90s than I was in the 80s. But it reminds me of the before internet times when you had to trust people's taste in things and you had to trust people's you know, endorsement. So if one of your friends who had good taste and stuff says, hey, have you tried X? It's really good. You trusted it. There was no such thing as like an influencer telling you, what was good, better, best, how these things work, what they're yeah. supposed to be, whatever. It was just like, hey, man, these are the movies I like and collect. Have you ever seen blank? And then they'd show you the movie. And it's like walking through a game that somebody knows really well. It's a really nice insight into it and a cultured look. And it's kind of a manicured, cultivated experience. It's rather pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of low energy right now. I'm sorry. It's been a long fucking day. It's, it's, yeah, just, no. been, it's just been one of those fucking days. Oh, I, I, you, I was just imaging everything you. Were, I didn't have. I didn't have a follow up to that. I was just imagining everything you were saying. Yeah, same. So because so, you, you, you know, you fucking great storyteller. Yeah, you like nail. Sometimes you just nail things, and we're just like I. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you've encompassed it. Um, because you said something about hot. Have you seen the hot? I thought you were speaking like uh, or like a like um, just whenever rec- YouTube recommends you shit. It's like oh, have you seen this? But it's like oh, I'm like but now then you you brought that memory back. Sorry to do too far of a callback. I need to no, shut up. Nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia is precisely that. Nostalgia, I believe, is Greek for that old familiar pain. And the thing is, is that when you remember things in your memory and they are evocative, um, you know, like Christmas morning. Christmas morning is special for a lot of people. Christmas morning, as special as it is, is something fleeting because Christmas morning is very, very sweet when you're a child and you don't have a lot of worries in the world. And there's all that promise of... I was a good kid this year, so I'm going to get these rewards. Or there might be something under the tree for me if I'm really good. And, you know, you you, you start to have these little sense of wonder and what have you. When you get older, Christmas becomes the shit, I got to get presents for people. Fuck, I got all these bills to pay. God damn it, the weather's a son of a bitch. And things change. So you have that kind of nostalgia for the simpler years. And frequently you revisit older Christmases, usually through movies you used to watch as a kid on Christmas. It's kind of weird, but... It's yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas you. story, but yeah, Christmas story is the basic one. It's I mean, Christmas every... story for me, and then uh, Die Hard, of course, yeah. even though yeah. it's a summer movie. Um, and then you end up with at the end of the year on New Year's, I watched the Hudsucker Proxy, which is a Coen Brothers film, which is about new beginnings and old things dying. It's really interesting. Not one of their well-known movies either. Um, uh, but Hudsucker? Yes, H U D S U C K E R space P R O X Y. The Hudsucker Proxy by the Cohen Brothers. And if you spell it wrong, they dock ya. Yeah, it's it's a great film. Yeah, set in 1959, it's and it's really a, good. And it's about a small town 
guy going to the big city with big ideas, but it's also about the corruption of power, the perception of power, the perception of success. He, he invents the hula hoop. It's about the invention of the hula hoop. And it's twisted and hilarious and timely. And I always find it to be a good movie to watch at the end yeah. of the year because it reminds you that, hey, time goes on. And I, I like watching movies like that. Just little nice reminders. There's some movies I don't watch so frequently, but that's that's one of my movies I watch once a year. Yeah. I'll give it a watch sometime. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Really good scoring, too. Let me ask you something, uh, Boat. I, I don't know if you play a lot of new games or anything, like, recent, uh, but what what games have you played recently that you like? Man, I really like this game, but I don't really talk about it much. Ah, fuck, I really, yeah, like, and it's just every once in a while something pops up. Like, I really enjoyed Lakeview Cabin. I mean, I already talked about that. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, that's, it's one of those games I saw where I was like, wow, there's a really nice strategy, but it looks like there's a lot of fun little things to do. Yeah, then, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, some, some, like, I th- I'm going to try out the other levels, but, like, of course, you bug most things, you just burn through it kind of quick, but... Um, as long as you don't go into it with a guide, I think feel like some people just feel like, oh, I need to watch a YouTube guide on this if they just well, fuck course. up after everyone, five minutes. But everyone watches these. Oh, well, that's the one thing I've noticed is any game that has an optimal playthrough to getting a perfect percent, people will watch an optimal guide to doing that and they will stop experimenting. And it's why I largely lost a lot of interest in like Dark Souls and stuff. Because in those communities, they're like, this is the optimal meta best thing. And if you don't do the optimal best thing, if you're not (laughs) using all the optimal meta best things by the best level, doing the optimal meta runs, restart and delete, you fucking loser. It's like that sort of mindset. And I go, no, thank you. I actually enjoy things I play. So go fuck yourself. I'm not going to play that. Oh, yeah. It got pretty toxic there for a while. Same thing. Same thing with a lot of games. It gets way too hard. Demon's Souls, when I was playing that on the PS3, man, those people on there... They got salty as fuck, man. Now, I mean, you you could they never said anything like it in the game because there's no way to communicate. But when they send messages over PS3, that's a little fucked. Like, how the fuck did you find my? That's that's how my people, PSN. Like, I'm like these people are salty as shit. Well, that's how people are. Is it's it's one of those things where you can love a game, you can love the shit out of a game. But even in Space Station 13, there were people who pushed that shit so fucking far where yeah. you'll find that someone dislikes an admin. So they'll take that fight to that admin to their real life and shit like that. And it's it's people will just sit yeah. there and destroy people for nothing. And And it's like, it's a game. It's a fucking game. If you don't like it, don't play it. And if you think it's a shitty game, create a branch of it. Make your own version of it. If you hate what someone's doing to your tabletop game, build your own version yeah. of it. People like, video game rage suck. Yeah. Sorry to add that in. No, it's it's just one of those things where when, yeah. when people lose their minds over optimal conduct of anything, I just I just sigh. I was like, with Space Station. I was I started playing Dead Space thirteen, but that, that I didn't really want to talk about. It, it makes me sleepy. What happened? Spa- what happened in Dead Space thirteen? It's just uh, um, it's like Colonial Marines, sort of, but like you know, you just sit there and wait for an hour for the aliens to come kill you, and just I don't know. I always it play towards the end slow. of the holy was, fuck. It's slow, yeah. You just wait there for an hour and. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's just, like watching I, I played a movie. It, yeah, but I've, exactly. But like, it's there's not much going on, and like I'm I'm playing in a, towards the end of my night, so I'm like falling asleep, and like so I fall asleep almost by the time the aliens get there, just like we were talking about earlier. Fucking when it starts getting good, and the fucking three hour dramatic movie. But, oh, yeah, 
It, it, oh, and also people's doing the haunted house shit where people are running around being like, uh, Ooh, what's going on? What's that noise? Ah. I mean, of course, they're role-playing, but I don't know. I can't, yeah, they're doing that like, Resident Evil shit. Yeah. Uh, they have to pretend like uh, they don't know what's going on, that kind of deal. I, I always Don't loved, open that door. I always <laughs> loved the the fun little weird servers that you could play. I remember when we got banned from the world server boat? I was talking to Diggs about that last yeah, night. We actually, got, I, was, I was on there oh with him. Oh, my God. That we both got fucking banned from the world server by Cassie. That was a fucking amazing. We, like, I remember I tweeted that ban. I tweeted it the instant it happened. It was like, you have been banned from the world server. Reason. Saying as the mayor, I love meth. Fail RP. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I'm basing it off a real mayor. How dare you? Yeah. That's right. That's that's called character building. And I was just saying, I kind of I miss that setting. I like the the setting of the um, world. I want more like instead of like, oh, we're gonna take this franchise and make a server out of it. I'd appreciate more just like random ideas like that. Like, oh, sure. medieval yeah. shit. And well, that's that's what I like server. about the world server. Was the world server was actually a whole city with shitloads of buildings, shitloads of roles and jobs you could do. It was a whole city that was beautiful. It had a zoo. This is my. It had. It village was, of town city it was a huge it was like um it was bigger than stardew valley it was bigger than that yeah it was fucking huge it had like an underground area it had a police force it had all this all this shit was real the only thing is it had like four people playing on it yeah and and so yeah. every time i tried to bring people there i would found that there, those three or four people playing on it one of them would be an admin and they would just be like a bully and like make sure that you couldn't touch anything. You'd be like, "Oh wow, can I?" You're not allowed to touch that car. How 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 dare you be a police officer? Have you attended the training? And I'm like, "What is the training?" You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to literally learn your server. Let me learn your server. I'll bring more people to it. it yeah. And it's, it's like going on a tour at like someone's museum that they built. Imagine like, can no, I no, get on the no, car? Like, no, no you can't no, touch anything. No, here. no, Mike. No, it's not a museum. A museum has rules. This was like going to somebody's house that has a lot of nice stuff. And they were like, enjoy. And you're like, oh, cool. And you go touch wow, something. Wow, an original Game Boy Color. Don't fucking touch. No, that. no. And they would go, ooh, are you sure you want to? I wouldn't. And they just stand over your shoulder and do that the whole time. That's what it was like. Yeah. But instead, you're crashing their cars and stuff. You can't be crashing their video game cars, Tex. Yeah, well, and, that's, and, and they were like, why are you crashing the cars? And I was like, well, let me see. Let me explain. There is lag beyond a shitty code. And then your cars have the worst control scheme ever. Like, I can go from driving full forward to full reverse with one key push. So, like, I'll be trying to stop the car and end up having to, like, yank the keys out of it and jerking it sideways to make it stop so I don't run someone over. And they're like, well, technically, you have to do this other thing. And I'm like, no, I get it. Vehicles are hard to code. But don't bitch at me for crashing cars in janky code, you know? I've never been on a server where I was like, man, racing in Space Station 13 is fun. <laughs> I've never heard of, man, that piloting sim in Space Station 13 was great. Let me ask you hey, this. The goon has go-karts. Oh, see, <laughs> kind of. Let me hmm. let me ask you guys this: Is there like a space station like Casino Thirteen? Uh, there's a few casinos. I think that would be kind of a fucking cool idea. Well, just like a, a it's lot like, of stations have them, though. Yeah, they have them on there, but like an actual thing built around casino games, and you just because that's like one of the like well, most basic thing a programmer can learn to make is a casino game. Themed maps. 
It's got a hotel and a buffet. Well, actually, buffet. if you did a whole casino, you could do yeah. it as a Bond villain map. So you just do its Bond villain mode where there's like one person. There's is an Bond. evil layer somewhere. Or a heist. Like, you know, you got oh, you yeah, like, like Ocean's yeah, Eleven. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It's pretty much just the syndicates come in, but then, like, yeah, you, you, the, they like, got it. Yeah, the civilians and, and, try to help out and shit. Yeah, the civilians. Just running a hotel. Yeah, the civilians have casino. to do the. the Almost called security job. just has pistols yeah. and shit, you know, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would like be. That. And you make the, the Bond guy, like, really powerful so he can go around and Jason Bourne people or something, you know? Has some, has some abilities to, like, clap guns out of people's hands. Space Station Casino Heist Mode, BPL. It's going to happen. Well, remember we did what was it? It was two two fundraisers ago with the toolboxes for good. We they there was the giant um, vault that they had built on that station during the tournament, and it had all the golden trophies in it. And the Cargonians had a heist and tunneled in and robbed it <laughs> during during the thing. They were like, "Someone robbed the fucking vault," and I was like, "Hail Cargonia!" <laughs> like I was like in the background, like. The Cargonians are sitting there running tools and everything, and like one of their map makers is like, I didn't think you could cut through those walls. And I was like, my guys are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, my guys have been working on four server codes for the past month, figuring out how to tunnel through reinforced walls using all sorts of equipment. Don't worry, we'll destroy your tournament walls and get those fake trophies because we are that crazy, Hail Cargonia. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying like the fight. Like, there's a lot of people fighting in the crowd and shit. I was enjoying that kind of stuff. The the well, that's almost as good. It's yeah, like watching there's people, a fire in the crowd. One well, guy's punching another. Watching people fight each other with toolboxes, like it's it's one of those things of Colonial Marines. You realize very quickly, this engine was not designed for PvP. Like you just mm. realize very very quickly, it's. It's very awkward. It's kind of like Tetris. You're like, wait, <laughs> that block shouldn't be that fuck. And you just click the wrong thing at the wrong place and you're dead. Yeah. And so it's fun. You know, it's yeah. fun. When you get it right, it's so great. When you get the timing right, if you play a server long enough, you play a code long enough, and you have a stable enough connection, you can get the timing of space station combat down so good that you are like parrying people's attacks and blowing their heads off and i mean i've seen amazing bloodborne style attacks with two weapons where a guy parries with one weapon and counters with a pistol to the face i've seen people do that effortlessly in melee and shit and you're like oh my god these people are great there's there's a lot of people that are incredibly robust in spacemans not me probably it's, not yeah. you not me. No, no. <laughs> Not I'm, the combat. Neither one of us. I don't think. The most robust shit I ever used to do was they, there's only a few times where I've really gone out of my way to prove myself. And that was like making. Um, I was the first guy to do sleeping person IEDs on TG um, because they put a max cap code in uh, after Cuban Pete, after the Cuban Pete era. And so they put the max cap into the. Um, <laughs> The Cuban yeah. Pete era was something. <laughs> but they put into the code a max cap. So if you made a tank transfer bomb, it would only blow up so big. It would just and, and peter out. wouldn't do anything. However, there were technical ways around this with other reagents. And so we found out that a human being, I found out one shift in chemistry by drinking lots and lots of horrible chemicals, that the human body had like at that point in the code no limit to the amount of aqueous or liquid solution it could hold so you could drink like infinite amount of water you could drink infinite amount of anything 
in Space Station 13. And it would slowly just nutritionally flow through your body. And so long as it was like neutral, as it wasn't toxic and it wasn't poisonous and it wasn't like full of salt or whatever, your body would just normally slowly metabolize metabolize it, but it would be stable. So I made an aqueous solution of black powder and I proceeded to blank out all of the Kim machines completely, changed the batteries and blanked them all out again with black powder. So I'm talking like 8,000 units of black powder and I poured it into this guy that was sleeping. Like he had gone SSD, which means he'd gone AFK. A lot of people do this in Space Station 13. They'll join the round. Oh shit, I gotta go. Mom's home. I gotta put up groceries, whatever. (laughs) They have to go. Or a lot of people will get into a role, I don't want to play this role, and then just go AFK. Many servers will protect you while you are asleep. Not all will. TG has straddled the fence on whether they will or won't, depending on era code and my admins, mods, and policy. So during this era, they did. But what I did was I filled this guy with black powder, but I didn't harm him. I did not harm the sleeping person. I did not violate the rule. I filled him with black powder and I wrote a sign on him that says, I am sleeping. Please do not set me on fire. And then I just left him outside of the bar. Now, a minute later, the server died. (laughs) Now, what happened was that had actually exceeded the max cap. (laughs) So curious. So the thing is, is that there are ways around it or were, but like, yeah, the, the, the aqueous black powder max cap stuff like that in space station 13, like that's an era of wildness in, in the game that I just love where people would just start doing really, really stupid stuff, like drinking all the gas on a station and then setting yourself on fire. And by the time you finish singing, hello, my money, hello, my baby, hello, my rack time, it's like the fucking end of, it's like Terminator when the nuke goes off, you know, it just like wipes everyone and they're all skeletons. It's fucking amazing. Like I've seen some horrible shit as well. Like that time Pablo emptied the pool on Goon and then filled it up with piss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he pissed the pool full wow they really will just let you uh, simulate atmospheres and uh, fluids huh oh yeah you can do all sorts of bad stuff <laughs> but no um when it comes down to like space station 13 and new servers there's a lot of them out there that are just really unique they just um most people who are out there who want to try to access them can't Without either whitelisting or going on their, you know, forums and what have you and talking to them. Because of the tides, a lot of them have put up walls to where you can't join them with a newer CD key. You can't even see them. So a lot of them you have to slowly kind of gain access to. They are they are like little more niche communities. Some are open to the general public. You can get in no problem. These are your front-facing servers. The more niche and unique ones require older CD keys or for you to join their community or for someone to vouch for you. Some of these are quite niche and went very, very deep when the tides happened in 2017. So some of these servers are way out there and they're fairly deep. Um, They're just different. Um, And they've kind of developed in their own niche way far away from others. Yeah. Fucking, I'm just looking at the server list right now, but I don't want to comment on that too much. But every other server is uh, ERP. That's been like that for a while. That the ERP phenomenon has been around for a long time. It used to be like there were two RP, like ERP. And for people who don't know, what we're talking about we're talking about erotic role play, which sex for a 2D spaceman game 
is just fucking weird. <laughs> so, like, I get you. I get, like, okay, I'm not a prude. Everyone likes fucking. You should like <laughs> fucking. Just be healthy. I don't you're care. You're an what, adult. Yeah. yeah, you're an adult. Just be healthy. Explore that. Whatever you do, just be healthy. Be healthy. Be safe. Be respectful. But for the love of God, it doesn't need to be in everything. For the same reason that a lot of people are nervous around guns. They go, I don't like guns everywhere. Me either. I have my guns in my room. They're safe. They're secure. I don't wave them at people. They're just in a place. For the same reason, I don't think sex should be everywhere. You know, I, I think that there's a time and a place for it. And certainly it sells and it makes things really attractive. But I don't want people's dicks hanging out on TV while I'm just, you know, eating food, right? So there's some servers that feel that sex needs to be such a huge cornerstone of Space Station 13 that it is ERP whitelist only adults only and they are packed <laughs> they are fucking full they are yeah. full 24/7 these sex servers i remember you did a few visits on one uh which which was I the usually one? i usually I'll go to them like no there's a couple like i've been to a few no, because you're a brave dude. You were like a man going down in a diving suit. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's what I, so, I heard someone else tell me that. I'm like, it's not brave. We just go on a stupid server. <laughs> well, no, it reminds you remind me of like Jane Goodall, where she's like <laughs> going into the jungle. Yeah, you're being all just, humble about yeah, it, but, but dude, you went and you, it's well, like you're no, like went you're, through outer space. You're like, eh, it was just space. Well, <laughs> that's that's the thing is you're an explorer. You don't look at these things and go, I'm gonna make fun of these people. You don't go in there to be belligerent. No. You just go in there with your camera. Uh, one and you're like here's me exploring the bottom of the ocean right. look at these interesting creatures and you just walk around with that and it's the funniest thing in the world and a shit post and they play along like at least the ones yeah, they're, good just, nature. they're good nature dude well i think someone thought i was for real like i just didn't, i don't know or maybe yeah you said they, they knew some know. people are good natured and they're like they can take a good ribbing but there's some people <laughs> yeah sex server ribbing but mm -hmm. there's uh <laughs> <laughs> joke but there are people who are very serious about that thing they're like how dare you make fun of my porn server on space station 13 i've taken this game engine that is designed for the spaceman atmospheric simulator and turned it into my porn hub and you're like it's weird to jerk it to pixels, but whatever. But that is where that lives. That is where that lives. And Boat Bomber has gone in there like a man in a diving bell being lowered in there. And he just pans the camera around. And it's amazing. Like, usually it's the... We're all just sitting in, like, the, the control room with TV monitors all, like... You're like, uh, please pan your camera to left. What is that? And then... Well, Boat pan to left. You're like, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. This is scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine boat bomber at the bottom be like, hey, I'll box that fish. Uh, <laughs> I'll box that fish. Maybe sound, sound retarded, man. <laughs> it's hard to do your accent. Sorry. I, I, hey, I there, do. I'm boat bomber. You don't sound like that. No. It's a little like, bit. Sometimes. No, it's, it's, it's more really. like, hey, man, I'm boat bomber. You, know, you have like a very unique accent. I, yeah, I can't place you. It, it, it always makes me smile to hear you talk because you sound I, like you're happy. Oh. Thanks. It's usually probably the weed, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, God, don't kill it for me. 
Look, it's it's one of those things where you walked in there, and the only people who are really riding your ass generally is like an admin. You're just it's going like, down there, like, look, guys, I just want to say every safe word that I can. I love, I love every what, safe word. I love what you did, where you made that character, and you were like, "I'm a blue boy." You <laughs> 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 were like, "Make your custom race," and there's all these ten thousand things you can yeah. be, and and ah, vote I'm blue. Yeah, you were just wrote like I'm blue. <laughs> I'm a blue boy. <laughs> and then went in just to walk around and they were like, Tell me about this blue boy. I don't think you're serious. <laughs> I just made up shit on the spot. No, it's always fun to just lie. I'm fucking I was, I was getting kicked out it's or like, something of a place and I was just telling them I don't know, I was just trying to blame murder on this person, but obviously <laughs> it didn't work. I don't I don't remember what I was trying to do. It doesn't always work, but someone someone won't believe you. I, rem- I remember, oh, I think it was you and I were in the <laughs> engine on Goon, and we had, we had, you, I think it was you, me, and Pablo were in the engine on Goon, and we were trying, we had made that little room, and we were all farting in it, trying to see if we could suck it into the atmosphere scrubber to power the engine with farts. And I remember, I think it was Pablo, because we were like, is this it doing like Pablo. Any-? Yeah, and, and it was like, is this doing anything? Because we'd farted 10,000 times in this little room. And we are like, is this doing anything? And Pablo took his mask off and puked and almost passed out. <laughs> we were like, yeah, yeah this is working. Give Pablo his credit for being that engineer. He made me a bunch of rage cages for a video one time. Well, we did, we did a rage cage on VG Station that killed, I think, three quarters of the station because it had prizes in it. Like it had a vending machine that was shooting out prizes, so every time chainsaw someone... fights are really popular in space stations for some reason. Chain? No, no, they're not. They're really not. Chainsaws had an era for one year on Goon mm. when chainsaws were like the be all end all, and everyone used oh. them. And then it was overplayed, and it was just like, oh, it's the chainsaw guy. And yeah. so whenever you heard the chainsaw, you're there. You're like, eh. It became, it was a fad. It was like the weirdest because it was a chainsaw and then TG had the rule of double chainsaw arms. That was another thing. That was a whole era. <laughs> uh, it was, you would go down and get both of your arms replaced with a chainsaw and just run around and fight people. Like, I'm the chaplain. Oh, yeah. Fuck, like, the chaplain chainsaw arm is always the way to go. Chaplain chainsaw <laughs> arms is the way to go because usually there's a cult. And Chaplain Chainsaw Arms knows how to send people to the Lord. Yeah, when Mike said chainsaw fights, like, oh, I wish there were like frequent chainsaw fights. They're like, yeah. but it's usually just the chaplain with a chainsaw cutting people up. So I wouldn't. Really, I would just call that a chainsawing, not a you know chainsawing, yeah, chainsaw not chainsaw massacre, yeah. not chainsaw. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's being a technical nerd. Sorry. It's 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 usually chainsaw chaplain on a TG station or VG station, or it's going to be like probably on Goon a like the guy in botany with a chainsaw or someone who stole it. But even then it's like, there's not a lot of chainsaw fights, sadly, which is what you want. You want like, I, I would love to have in space station 13, like two dudes fighting with a quick time event. They both have chainsaws and they lock and both people have to like mash buttons yeah. as it goes back and forth. And you see sparks flying and, like, and it, and the longer you hold it on back and forth, it just starts going, as they're just going back and then eventually someone's head gets cut off <laughs> or that or the chainsaw runs out of battery <laughs> <laughs> oh man the dicks would come up and like mess that up though you already know oh god yes people would just like the clown would come up and slip you and he's like mm. i'm slippy the clown <laughs> so the clown slips you, you both get cut in half yeah god 
I remember one of the one of my favorite clowns was um, his name was Depresso the Clown, and he was on Goon, and it was like Depresso or like Ennui the Clown. It was something like that. But I remember what he did was he walked around, and he would just stare at you. He would do the emote for stare, and then like whenever something funny happened, he would just honk the horn. Like, that's it. But he would just stand in the corner. So someone would, like, fall down and be like, fuck, I broke my leg. And he'd be like, honk. And that was it. That was his only comment. <laughs> what a sad clown. Well, what was funny Played is someone, it perfectly. Was someone said, like, would you, hey, do something funny. And he, like, took out a balloon and he pissed in it. Like, <laughs> the, like the balloon, he, like, pissed in it and then threw it at a security guard who killed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is funny. <laughs> That's brilliant. Right. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah, I only got a few episodes into the Magnum on Danis. Um, okay. Then I went to the wrap up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't get through it all, but Mike, your, your character is my favorite just because it was Ricky. Sorry. Ricky's great. I'll be right back. We have fucking Ricky. Dude, just, just every yeah. time you'd kill me, I'm like, and I usually knew it was coming because I watched Trailer Park Boys too much, but shit was great. The name of the Ethereum. <laughs> dude, uh, dude, I know. I, I absolutely love Rob Wells and that. Uh, it, it like the first thing I thought of when I was doing it, I was like, oh, I could just keep writing all these funny thoughts. <laughs> oh, I know. You really cracked me up. Yeah, when you said I was writing them down, I'm like, dude, that's some shit I would do if I was really going to like fucking, I'm going to commit to this character. I was but, also drawing things too in the notepad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I still have that over there. There's a notepad with, I have to get it's in storage in my one of my boxes, but it's just got like all my scribbles that Ricky did. So it's like one where, it's like, uh, Colm, who he always calls Colin. Uh, he just had like a whole bunch of like guns and stuff, and he looked real like a happy face and like tendrils and stuff like that. And the other one was like 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 Ricky getting like a ton of money, and. Uh, <laughs> like guns and stuff because that's what he wanted. <laughs> that's the saw is all he's obsessed with. Like yeah, no, it's it's, it's yeah, one it's of those. Guns. It's it's one of those things where like I I remember it, it's kind of funny because I I was thinking of running a shorter campaign because uh, I was gonna do the the shorter campaign of Mothership when that comes out to learn it. Um, Mothership is a game that I backed and it, I, I backed it a long while ago because I got their first little early edition pamphlet, which is like short, quick and dirty, you know, uh, D6 system. And I, I, I like it, but I was thinking of running an RPG uh, in the Mothership setting, which is very much like the movie Alien or Aliens. And I, I have a theory. I was going to get all the Southern gentlemen of the Black Pants Legion that were interested in an RPG and put them together to see what would it be like if you had a bunch of space truckers in space. And I think Boat Bomber would probably make a pretty good captain or member for this. I would love to be a part of one of the D&D campaigns. Dude, so. I, it's, yeah. I think you would play tabletop quite well because you kind of think off the uh, cuff when it comes to problem solving. Mm, yeah. Just, just to give an idea, um, you've seen the movie Alien, I presume. Yeah. All right, so the movie Alien, you're, you're, you're a spaceship captain, and you get an emergency distress signal that says you need to go down and investigate this thing. What would you do? Well, let's say I'm by myself. I can't call well, anybody. You, I would try to call somebody at first just for comic relief. 
Like, oh, I can't get a signal out here. You're out on the ass into space. Your whole crew wakes up and you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to try to call corporate anyway. <laughs> You're just like calling corporate on You want to make phone. sure on paper you did everything right. So if something <laughs> happens, they'll be like, you know what? Pay his family because he did everything by the book. Dude, I would love to play like a goat type of character because I'd, I'd hate being that kind of guy at my you know, own job or whatever. So that be, would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but wait, am I still doing this? I don't know. Is it, where's the alien at? Fucking, uh. You don't have to worry about it. Oh. Well, that's the thing is like I I have an idea for some really fucked up weird uh, sorts of Burn. adventures I could put people through. Thank you, Mister Train. Thank you. I, I appreciate it very much. Nice. Yes. No. He has to remind us that the time is now for Train. Sorry, Ohio had a big derailment, so Ooh. we're they're making up for trains elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, anytime I hear the word Ohio, yeah, Mike, it's you and LeBron James. It's me and LeBron, dude. I'm <laughs> fucking number two. <laughs> Fuck just yeah. like LeBron James left. Well, yeah, LeBron. No, he's got like a ton of his whole family's there, and like he has like a ton of foundations. Yeah, he still he keeps that city alive, dude. I know, as as for fun. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> like that's entertainment for he, him. He is like because they were like, oh, boo, you left the city. His mother, he still kept that city alive, dude. <laughs> don't boo the man. He still fucking lives there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, um, don't mock the man who could destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to make the man like this man could destroy the town? Yeah, and he has like a lot of money. He could like get he could like get really big. Like you know, they could like you know, he could become her to Godzilla or some shit. You just don't know what kind of like what. Stuff he has like under people, his sleeve. People who play basketball are all probably forty-three feet tall. Well, they have that I, capability somewhere. I saw, yeah. I saw, I saw a basketball player in real life once for a professional team, and I was like, that motherfucker is like forty feet tall. That guy is huge. That guy is fucking huge. Like you, you have no idea how tall someone who is seven foot tall is. Seven foot plus. But they are fucking huge. Yeah, their hands can wrap around your head. That's what I mean. Like, they're just, you're like, whoa, that is a big fucking person. No, I I mean, I'm like 6'2", 6'3", I think. But, like, some motherfuckers are like 6'6", I'm just fucking baby. That's all it takes. (laughs) Extra few inches. I'm like, they're giants. So yeah, he's he, all right. So now I know that I I got I can look up to you now, Vote Bomber. Yeah, you can look up to Vote Bomber. Uh-huh. Reasons you can look up to Vote Bomber. Yeah, I'm only six foot, man. I'm a tiny boy. Now. Goat Goat wanted to know is is that are all the ration uh are all the ration fixings from your video still out for guests? I think my girlfriend threw them away. What <laughs> she does shit like that, but uh, well, they were mostly expired. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's they what I told her. Really expire. I don't know. Maybe she. I think she probably stuffed them in the cabinet because probably I said, "I'm like, don't throw those away. We could need those one day." <laughs> so yeah, you're like, like those crackers <laughs> that could survive a war. Guests, <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, for guests. Uh, yeah, I had that up for a while, but yeah, she always fucking rearranges my because I'm just clutter central, dude. I like, know. I, just, I know. I just, it's it, it's. And it she's always like, like yelling. Well, not yelling. I mean, she's just like, <laughs> and like being all nice and cleaning it up. Well, it okay. sounds it sounds like she's good for you. Everybody yeah. needs somebody like that, man. Right. Everybody yes. needs somebody like that. We help each other out. It's not like That's a one way thing. Exactly what it should yeah. be. It's exactly what it should be. Mm-hmm. Life, man. That's life. We yeah, always end up man. talking about heavy shit. We always start. Well, that talking. wasn't heavy. <laughs> you want to get heavy, man? I got pulled over the other day, brother. Yeah, what they say? They said, "Quit fucking speed." No, it was actually well, my first time getting pulled over speeding doing this job. Really? 
I was, it, you put a lot of miles on the road. No, I was surprised. It was just um, I was on one of those curvy Indiana roads. And I mean, this isn't heavy either, but I'm just I'm transitioning. Sorry, but uh, fucking, uh, I, I noticed that the, me and the cop made eye contact. He was riding someone else's ass in the other lane, and then I look back, he fucking busts U-turn. I'm like, oh god damn it! I keep going up, and then like it's like a hill, so I didn't see him coming. I'm like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? And then just like, I'm like nah, 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 nah. motherfucker just peeks out. I'm like, oh god damn it! And then fucking right at a turn, I just knew like as soon as I turned, he put on the lights and right right there pulled over for him. He didn't actually give me a ticket, but it wasn't like a. Pay, it wasn't a fine, it was just like a warning. Uh, but I, uh, I didn't know where I was going. Like, he was asking, where are you going? I go, uh, uh, don't know, I just said the county. And he's like, oh, what town? And I was like, oh, uh, I don't like look at my GPS and shit. Because I'm just so used to going to the, like the, the veterinary clinic. Because the job I do, I go to veterinary clinics and pick up dead bodies. For people who don't know. But so, Dude, you know. I, Well, I'm not going to put that part in. I'll, I'll keep, <laughs> I don't I'll care. Keep... <laughs> I always say it. Oh, okay. I, I record videos of me at my job. Like I really, I want to quit. I fucking hate this job, dude. I want them to fire me. I hope they fire me. <laughs> Just fuck it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, if I got fired, I'd be kind of like, ah, damn, that sucks. But it'd, it'd put me on a better path because I know this is not the, not there's no upward mobility for me here. That's how I see it. There's nowhere to move up. You saying yeah. there is, but I don't want to. I don't want to end up in the cremator, man. Yeah, that's the move up. It's like, all right, now you're gonna shove Fido in. Whoa, hey, you gotta let you pull the lever. Listen (laughs) here, son. If you apply yourself for 25 years of snatching up dogs, you can move up to shoveling them in. It's all gravy from there. You even keep the collars. I mean, I met literally in the cremator, man. That's where they put you. From the, they're going to pay you for retirement. No. I, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like I, I don't plan on retiring. I plan on making enough money to buy something that will allow me to earn an early grave. I intend <laughs> to be that guy who at 60 has enough money to buy like a retired Atlas V rocket. And then I will be like, let's go to the moon. <laughs> like, I will I will move beyond. I will move up in the world financially enough to cross the threshold of my own mortality. Just by continuing to experiment and what sounds fun. I'll be like, yeah. yeah, I'll test that rocket belt. Sure, I'll fly those rocket shoes. I will get braver as I get older. I feel this. Yeah. Well, when you're 90 and they when give I'm you 90, a sports car, like oh what? God. That was their mistake. Oh, yeah, the old, oh, when I'm 90, I'm going to shoot up heroin. No, what? No, that's no. What, I've never heard people. People always say that. Well, so no, that's not scary. That just sounds like what old people do, anyways. Yeah, they, they, they have to. Yeah, there's so many fucking drugs, anyways. Yeah, no, right. You know what sounds scary at ninety? Here's here's scary. Here's scary. Imagine a ninety-year-old guy walking into a fucking Ducati dealership. Uh oh. On a walker, just walking in, ready. Yeah. You go, What's your fastest fucking bike? I'll take it, dude. I don't need a helmet. Nah, fill it up. Let's go. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be the most scary thing in the world. I mean, for him, but like, so like, man, my, my. I don't need no insurance. <laughs> where I'm going? That's what, you're reminding me of my girlfriend's grandpa. He he recently, he's like, I think he just turned ninety, and he got like a big ass truck, and he already sideswiped somebody or some shit in a parking lot. So <laughs> oh nothing too God. major, but it's like I was just like cracked. I'm like, yeah, well, his he should not have got a bigger truck. Like, what the fuck is? I don't know. He's I just think a big old you guy. Get, I think if you want to drive past the age of seventy five, you should have to take a driver's test, and as soon as mm-hmm. you fail one, you get a Nerf car. You get a car that you run someone over with, and it just goes squish. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, just, yeah I. You know what's weird is I always thought that some cars just need like, 
you know, people are like, they'll buy a truck because they like to sit above traffic. Like, they like sitting higher. And I understand that. I drove a lot of trucks. But, like, I think just some cars need to just have higher roofs so you can just put a booster seat under some people. So they're like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh I, now I can see everything. And I, I, I get, because I get it. Like, I when did, you're short I, and sitting in a little tiny ass car, it's hard to see shit. You're completely right, Mike. That's what I have to go back and forth between my little Ford Focus and my big ass transit van. I just hate it because I cannot see. Just can't see the road. One, one of the ones yeah. that I thought that was like miserable to drive, one of the most miserable fucking experiences uh, of my life was I had my car go into the shop and for a week I had a PT Cruiser. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh, yeah, one of those loners. Yeah, it was a, a loner. I took it back after two days, and I said, give me anything else. And they're like, all we have is a minivan. I was like, I'll drive that, because that will probably drive like a car. And it did. The minivan drove like a car. People, people exactly swear like by the car. PT Cruiser when it was the around. The PT Cruiser. This was the weed man's like, car back in the day. It felt like driving something that was made on Etsy. It felt like <laughs> if yes. I designed a car that was designed to appeal to someone who was terrified of the concept of a car, like it was all, everything was very clearly labeled. But I like big, hot rods. But you wanted it to look cool. It was like a car designed by an eight-year-old to be sold to a <laughs> yeah, 75 year old That's true. It was, it was just weird. And I remembered when the guy brought the PT Cruiser to me, the guy got out of it and just went ugh, like that. When you're when your guy from Enterprise brings you a PT Cruiser and goes ugh when he gets out of it, yeah, it lets you know. You know what I mean? The only other worst car we got from Enterprise was that fucking um, when we went down to the yeah, meetup, they gave us the like a meetup, BMW gave, for some reason. I said I wanted. I was like, oh my I, god! Here's the thing. I, I went crazy on my one vacation, my one very Yeah, simple, you asked for I, a normal sedan. Like, they gave like, you like a high-end well, BMW. We had thing. three people plus luggage. So I said, give me a car with four doors for more whores, and yeah. we will put all of our shit they in They were it. just out of all the normal cars. No, and they were all out. So they were like, hey, take this giant fucking BMW SUV. I drove that thing around. That fucking car was the definition of hyperbole. It was the that devil, thing, man. That, car that thing was, was horrible. useless. And we were reading the car and driver review of that car while we were driving around with it. So every time we were bitching about how the car drove like a fucking roller skate in traffic. Yeah, it was like horrifying. <laughs> we're reading this car and driver review and they're like... The definition of power on demand, immaculate construction. And we're like, hey, this thing wobbles like horrible. It, it it wobbles in and out of its lane. Yeah, we thought it was like maybe it was just overused. But no, the car was, is just. It was relatively new. Like, yeah, very, very new. They it, they were just like. It's just a overhyping piece of, the car. Yeah. And the car it, shuts off. But when it starts oh, back shuts up, it's off like in traffic. And, but, you know, you would pull out like an inch like, oh, I can't go yet. OK, after this next car in between that, the engine has shut off. <laughs> so you hit the gas to go and the engine will stall out trying to start. And you're like, I'm driving a vehicle that is 70, 80 grand. Yeah. And it cannot pull out into traffic without shitting its pants. It's Dude, fun. it starts up like a semi-truck. Well, I'm like, wow, I get the power in this thing now, but... No, no, the there was no like power. a red light. We were, dude. we were out in rural state redacted and we were like flooring it. 
And it was just like, at a certain point, all it did was make more noise. It didn't get faster. And I was like, what a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized, you know, what's really sad is people spend oceans of money and oceans of time trying to acquire these things because they find them desirable. And I look at my simple car and I'm like, I'm glad I have something like that. It works and it's yeah. boring. Like people are like it's not a BMW, it's not a Mercedes. Yeah, like, the hey, price the price get, of our cars just go up now. Well, that's the fun thing about like when you buy a car that no one wants to steal because it looks like a math teacher owns it. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like no one's gonna steal that shit. No one's gonna go for the Passat. No yeah. one's gonna go into the parking lot and be like, "Which of these cars am I stealing? Am I gonna steal the one that's the definition of average?" No. Yeah. They, w- they the would definition steal. of average. W- yeah, that's what yeah. Passat should say in the commercial. The definition of average. Passat. Yeah. It's okay. Well, if you don't wash it, then it also might like deter them from like smashing a window too. They're like, oh, I don't want to get any dirt on me, so they, you know, they won't even smash a window. Reach in there for your, steal your radio I- or something. My favorite was Detroit. Not my CDs. My favorite was Detroit. <laughs> Don't lock anything. Just let them open it. Like, if you have a car that's a piece of shit, no one will open that car. <laughs> if Just drive a total wreck. And people will just be like, ugh. That, like, they'll walk by and be like, not that I feel. But, like, people will leave money at your floor mats. They'll be like, please, please buy some food. You look like you're having it rough. Yeah, definitely am. Yeah. We're all having it rough, man. Uh, it's, it's, all right. It's, I'm it's, just fucking around. Fine. No, it's all, no, we're all just fucking off. It's fine. <sighs> At any rate, thank you for joining on the podcast. Bummer. Why'd you say it like that? Because I'm just being weird. Thank you for joining. Thank you. I knew it was coming. Once I hit that silent spot, I'm like, I don't know what to say. It's ending. It's all right. I'm also running out of energy. It's been a long (laughs) day. Yeah, man. It's about that time. Indeed. Uh, So thank you for joining, Mr. Boat Bummer. Anything you want to tell people to look forward to in your wonderful, wonderful, weird work? Oh, man. Just, uh,. You know, just fucking watch my videos. That's what I'm saying. That's all you got to do. I'm doing another stop motion thing soon. Hopefully oh, next month. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, your stop motion shit's hilarious. And I oh, think you should yeah. do it forever. Yes. That, yeah, I like doing this shit. So It's Ooh. great. No, stop motion is amazing. Like, you're you're getting into what people are like, that's a dead art. And Boat Bomber's like, look, it's, it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. I can move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would love for you to do, like, Boat Bomber retells a movie. Like, I would love for you to do, like, I once saw this movie and you tell like a, a version of like your memory of it and you're like the end and it's like five minutes of what you remember of a movie. Mm, I, I also yeah, it would just it'd be goofy looking at the stupid my stupid ass and a gnome hat doing like action scenes and stuff. Well, dude, you just reenact it as best uh, you can. I mean, right. what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, All right, thank you, um, <laughs> Mister Mister Mike. Thank you for joining us as always. Thanks, thank you. End podcast. <laughs>